This video is brought to you by Be Quiet and the Dark Power Pro 12 power supply in 1500 and 1200 watt versions featuring 80 plus titanium efficiency, fully digital control, patented frameless silent wings fan, full mesh PSU front with a redesigned funnel shape opening, an overclocking key for switching between single and multi-rail operation, Japanese 105 degree capacitors in an aluminum case with individually sleeved modular cables and a 10 year warranty. Hello and welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 598, being recorded on September 24th, 2020. I'm Sebastian Peake. I may still be Jeremy Holstrom. I'm definitely Josh Walworth. I'm Brett Van Spurnberg, occasionally known as Propa Nas. <laughs> yes, uh, if you read YouTube comments, you'll understand that. And uh, if you want to find out when we go live for things like this, and we were a little bit late tonight, but... The email did go out. You can sign up for our, uh, call it the spam list, the uh, notification list. You get an email if we're going to go live, usually about an hour or so beforehand. For the podcast and other live events, uh, you can support the site on Patreon. And Brett, uh, I believe we have a return, the return of Jeremy Gelstrom. We do. Patreon fold. Big round of applause for Jeremy Gelstrom. You could just... Add that in post. Cheers. Yep. Oh, the the applause. I'll yes. find some public domain or royalty free applause. Yes. Royalty free applause. Or I'll just see. record myself doing this like a hundred times. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah. yeah. If I could just do one. Sadly, clapping. we can't afford to hire a seal to do it for us. No. Which would be great, actually. Yeah. That would be really, really awesome. Um, and then a new uh, Patreon uh, yes, member. Yes, been alone all day. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brother Michigan. And if you wanted, you know, if you had it, you could show that picture I sent you just to show what we do for really special patrons. I'll add it in post. You can add it in post. Uh, so that's something for people to look at later. And uh, I may have made a horrible mistake in saying that I'm going to do that. But, um, yeah, I'll have some commentary on that later. So you have to come back. Now, normally we'd have a burger update right now. That's the next on our criteria. Mm. Our list. You want to see what Josh did with five guys? Mm. No. We don't. We don't no. want to see the aftermath. No, nope. we have no burger pictures this week. Five guys here. What? what happened, Josh? Why did why did wasn't there a burger this week? Um, the guys had to tear up their kitchen floor and replace it, so it's been closed. Ooh. Oh no! Yeah. At least it's not being closed like permanently. Just kitchen floor. Correct. At least that's the depends story. on the contractor. A thing happened again this week. This time, it's the RTX 3090, and we're not going to spend 40 minutes talking about that. I don't have one for review. I think the speculation about what the performance was going to be like was spot on because, hey, it's 10 to 20% faster than a 3080. It's it's this odd kind of prosumer product, right, where it's doesn't have the Titan feature set, but it's a little bit faster than a 3080, but it's a lot more money. Yeah, if they hadn't positioned it as a, as a gaming card, I think they'd be in much better shape, honestly. Well, one person actually did get some productivity testing done. And yeah, it was, I think JC got some uh, as well. But, uh, he did a bunch of Blender stuff with... Yeah, Tech Gauge was doing Blender. Uh, the G BMW rendering went from uh, 28 seconds down to 23. Uh, Mr. Elephant, 127 down to 102. So, I mean, there's a definite bump, but it's it's like the gaming. It's not a 100% bump. It's it's a healthy 20-25%, though. Let's, let's all look at Nate's awesome photos here. Nate from Legit Reviews did a full retail Founders Edition 3090 review today. Very... It's a nice-looking card. I, it's just so ridiculously oversized. It's monstrous. But I'll tell you what, what that uh, that cooler uh, is really damn good on the, the FE. And the thing is just robust. It doesn't move. It's That's got to be like five pounds on that one rather than three on the uh, 3080. So anyway, yeah, not huge gains. I think everybody kind of knows already what the 3090 
brings to the table. It's that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of weight. Hey, wow, they're uh, they're awful excited to see you. They can join in. I want to hear what they have to say about the 39U launch. And the sales are brisk, as uh, Brett so sarcastically mentions in our show yeah. notes here. Yeah, I put a link in there. Why don't yeah. you click through to that? Yep. It's on the screen, looking at the out of stock, out of stock. Let's see, out of oh stock. Oh my out of gosh, stock. out of stock and at $1,800. Why didn't I buy more? Oh, look at this. this Gigabyte has is one for MSRP. Is that the only one at $1,499? I think so. So there will be at least one card, in theory, at $1,499. Oh, here's another one. The MSI uh, Ventus. Oh, tough gaming. Look, I I missed them. They're all at the beginning. I scrolled right past them. So there's four yeah. cards right now at fourteen ninety nine, which you can't buy because they're out of stock. But yeah, yeah. Now, so uh, this morning, uh, me and and like six other coworkers, um, we uh, we all got online and we were waiting. And uh, you know, we had people on Amazon, Nvidia, Spot, and Newegg, all these places. And as soon as six a.m. Pacific time did. We refreshed, we hit add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. By the time we did check out, I mean, it was, they were all gone. They were all removed your, from your cart. Ouch. Doesn't matter. It was just the bots were on top of it. Anything that NVIDIA and Newegg said they did, it certainly didn't. Because it was, you know, it was, it was all of us trying to do one thing, and it just didn't, didn't work. I mean, we know that uh, quantities are limited, and these will slowly be coming out. And eventually, probably by the end of the year, uh, people are going to be able to buy them. But until that point, it's going to be, you're going to have to be really lucky. you got to know somebody. Then maybe you can get one. Moving on to the sole review of the last few days, Samsung's 980 Pro launched samsung finally enters the pci express 4.0 uh fray and it's fast i only had the 500 gigabyte drive to test and it's still pretty freaking fast we're talking i mean sequential here with fairly high q depths it was able to hit about 68 ish hundred so about 6.8 gigabytes per second max it didn't quite reach the 6900 that this particular model is supposed to be able to hit, but they do their testing at like QDEP 32. I could have done that to try to validate. But anyway, it's fast. It's close enough to 7,000 megabytes per second. But very important uh, to look at the 4K random, like here's single and 16 thread. This is the stuff you get just from Crystal Discord that I'm looking at here. But pretty big gains if you're looking at the MP600, which is that Fizon E. 16 controller that combination of that and tlc memory that we've seen from every other drive that's come out so far and of course there is that new faster drive with the e18 controller coming out from sabrent soon it's not on the market yet that's potentially going to be the fastest drive but right now the samsung is and what i wanted to talk about really because you can you can look through the review there's a lot of other reviews that are more in-depth than ours i just did some quick testing here with the disclaimer that I am not Alan Malventano, and I can't even hope to recreate one of his storage reviews, but Alta Montavino. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not even Alvin Maltavino. No. Yeah. But the TLC aspect. This is they're calling it three bit NAND, three bit MLC in the specs. It's it's TLC. It's it's this is essentially an Evo drive, but a yeah. pro. But, but it's, it's a pro. A pro. Yeah. So what's happening to the Evo? I don't know. I, here's my here's my theory about that. What if Evo moves to QLC with a giant SLC cache? Um, possibly, but odd. I, I don't know what else they would do to differentiate them because unless like the whole drive encryption thing, I don't know some of the pro level features on this that could set it apart. But this is TLC with SLC cache. That's been the formula for Evo since the beginning, and they haven't announced an Evo drive in the 980 yet. Last last time they launched. 970 Evo alongside 970 Pro. And that was the difference, MLC versus TLC. Performance is great, but once you're out of SLC cache, it drops significantly. Writes would drop to about 1,000 megabytes a second. Then that's still not entirely slow. Uh, but when you're looking at a 980 Pro, um, 
you just kind of wonder where they're coming from with that. Um, you know, I, I know you talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's, it's, that's gets pretty slow. And I mean, everybody else has got TLC cash. I mean, the, the, the sovereign, um, 4.0 stuff and then the next generation of Fizon. I mean, it's all going to be using TLC. I mean, who's going to differentiate from this stuff? I mean, these next generation controllers are finally getting to where they, they, they need to be with PCIO 4.0. But, you know, once you start getting to the corner cases and then some of these, you know, heavy duty rights, it's, it's just, you know, you should go in and bug Alan for some of his, uh, some of his scripts and, and, and stuff and, you know, of course, graphing is a pain in the butt, especially if you don't have the level of knowledge that Alan does on on hard drives. Uh, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I don't, I don't. We're in a strange new world, but at Endurance, least everything's cheap. Although, this, of course, this has a premium attached, where it's if you look at the cheapest drives on the market that are Gen Four, they started at about ninety nine bucks for a. 500 gig class and this is 150 so $50 above the median price is closer to about 120 so it's it's about a 25% increase over the average drive price I did notice that the Sabrent drives are dropping with coupons on Amazon but it's still Fizon E16 I'd personally hold out for E18 with that plus drive that's coming mm-hmm. but, I mean if you're going or with just the Sabrent another drive, PCIe 4.0 storage controller yeah, like one nice? other one. Silicon Motion was working on one. They've shown it in the past. The last time I saw an update, I think, was in 2019. Either an awful quiet. Yeah, there's. A... I, I wonder what controller Seagate's using for the uh, Xbox expansion because that's a PCI 4.0 by two. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 220 bucks for one terabyte. I've been sniffing around the the specs. Uh, apparently, some of the uh, upgraded drives are significantly more expensive. I didn't see a number, but someone was really upset. But I've been sniffing around the specs to see if anyone will release what they're using. But it's not a console thing to do is to come out and say, oh, and by the way, you should prefer the Xbox because it's got this storage controller on it. <laughs> They've been pretty tight-lipped about that. What if they have yeah. the E18 early? Because Seagate works with Fizon. Because their Fire Cuda 520s flies on E16. And they know that those will sell out like amperes. And it's not horrible for a PCIe 4.0. You know, it's competitive with the, with the Samsung. Yeah. All right, let's pause oh. right here to hear a word from our sponsor this week. Supercharge your team with the power of Text Expander. Your team can do more with the same resources, with less repetition, fewer errors, and greater consistency that'll have your team feeling like they've hopped off a bicycle and into a Ferrari. And Ferraris are good. Keep your team consistent, accurate, and current. Share your text and images with the whole staff to keep them on track. Everyone will share the same message and give the same answers to all customer questions. And that's good. Work faster and smarter. Use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Create powerful snippets that save you time so that all you do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the typing for you. Keep your whole team communicating efficiently and with consistent language. Share your snippets of messaging, signatures, and descriptions with everyone who works on projects with you. Text expanders available on Mac, Windows, iPhone, iPad, and even Chrome OS. Show listeners to this podcast get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more. Thanks. Back to the show. And we're back. Yeah, we are. And we're back. Yeah. Um, We're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We're going to talk over each other. It's going to be great. Let's start the show. Yeah, we're never going to do that. Next up, on Logic, Josh. Me. Uh, so, you know, there's this little company called OnLogic in uh, New Hampshire, I believe. And I'd never heard of them until last week. Uh, but apparently they're they're pretty decent little company when it comes to industrial type servers. And they're making an announcement with AMD that not only are they supporting their Epic uh, processors, the latest generation stuff, and some of their more ruggedized servers and their 1U and their 1.5U and their 2U racks that, uh, you know, can can be in, in, in more industrial use or in areas with, you know, lots of dust or, you know, stuff that you can actually mount to a wall of, of a wind turbine, for example. 
um, stuff like that. And and it's you know it's a small company still, but um, they locally source all their hardware. It's organic. Did no, you say organic? They, no, they they don't. Um, <laughs> for manufacturers, just to wanted table. to see if we were listening. Is it grain fed? Is this free range? <laughs> free no, range motherboards, table, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, cage free RAM. So all of these <laughs> things uh, that are that are good for you. Um, but you know, it's a small company. They're 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 pretty agile in what they're able to do, and their designs are actually really cool. If you go through, um. And take a look at some of their their ruggedized platforms. Um, you know, the things like the you know the case is is a big heatsink, and uh, they have an interesting color scheme, and they've got uh, good ways to to keep dust out of your stuff. And the interesting part about this is that they're actually doing regular desktop Ryzen CPUs as server chips, and AMD is actually kind of supporting them in this. And this is kind of a big deal because you can get a serious amount of horsepower for not a whole lot of money in, in a more, you know, server class product. Uh, they have other add-ins with, uh, KVMs and, and, uh, I can't remember the PIO something or, you know, the, the, the remote <clears throat> management type stuff. Lights out um, kind of all stuff, those yeah. are kind of integrated into these Ryzen, uh, uh motherboards and, and processors that, are not really there in mm. desktop versions, but you'd have to go up to Epic and, and some of these server boards with, with that kind of functionality. And so this is a, a neat little offering that are relatively inexpensive and uh, their, their products look really well integrated and well-rounded. And so OnLogic is going to be kind of an interesting little group to, to keep watch on and, and see if they grow uh, because they've, they've been very, very focused on what they do. Uh, they were, started in like 2003 where they were just kind of a run-in-the-mill uh pc parts seller and then they started getting into you know custom systems and then they somehow got into industrial uh type server stuff and they they hire engineers to do very specific work to make sure thermals and dust and uh electrical shock and and just you know physical shock uh do not affect their their designs nearly as much as as just standard servers. So it's it's neat that you know they're embracing Epic, but they're also embracing Ryzen. So these are very very cost effective platforms, and it's one that we're actually kind of looking for a job that we're uh, thinking of uh, not PC perspective, but my other work um, with uh, monitoring wind turbines and and essentially running off solar power and having these things in the middle of of deserts and arid regions as well as potentially the ocean. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, neat stuff and, uh, they, they seem to make a pretty good little product for not a whole lot of money. It's neat stuff. Good for them. Glad they reached out. Can I keep a, keep an eye on them? Well, another thing that happened, uh, in the server space. More, yes, more arm powered servers, Jeremy, the How Neoverse. Many, How many cores do you want? All per the cores. Per I want all like, of them. Is 80 enough, or are you more of a 96 type person? Can I have more? You can have 96. No more than 96. More. Yeah. 96? That's still a lot. Yeah. I feel slightly sated at 96 cores. Yeah. So, and I'm desperately trying to keep the kitten from unmutinging me and doing other <laughs> horrible things as I'm talking. Uh, but, yeah, so you, you've got uh, Oracle that is going with one that we've already seen, Ampere's Ultra. Uh, we, we've seen a little bit of the peak towards it. They're seven nanometer fab chips, so not brand, brand new, but still it, it's 80 cores per socket. You've got a dual socket, uh, server setup available. So in a, a single one, you, you've got 160 bloody cores that are hitting up to 3.3 gigahertz straight across. So, you know, it's, it's not like arms stuck on the low processing power just low power usage. Uh, each of them has 128 PCIe 4.0 lanes. Uh, so Intel, once again, is, you know, kind of glaring at the competition and wondering what day, one day this will happen. And four terabytes of memory per socket. So if you've lost count, that is 256 PCIe 4.0 lanes, 160 cores and eight terabytes of memory. Did you say on- four terabytes? Per socket. 
per, so that's eight terabytes. That is it is capable of yes, <laughs> and it's using the, they didn't really show the numbers of that in their presentation, but they're, they're saying about twenty five to thirty percent less power usage than uh, the equivalent uh, size processing capable solution from AMD or Intel, which is just so essentially insane. they're comparing racks. Yeah, it's like you got a full, you know, rack of here and you have, you know, X amount more processors, you've got X amount more memory, but you're also running 20% less power. And so yeah. you've got more threads, more overall performance. Uh, they, they've increased, uh, you know, IPC on these things. Uh, so single threaded performance mm -hmm. is a lot better than it used to be from ARM. And they've got, uh, they've, they, they announced two different uh, versions. The new is the Neoverse. V1? Is that right? Or is it the R1? Uh, I think it's no, the Neoverse V1's out of uh, Ampere, who's probably going to have to change their name soon. Oddly enough. Well, I mean, it's it's these are all generalized. Well, but, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the, so V1 is is their performance, where power is, they're not, they don't care. They're, they're going to raise it up there. You're going to get a 50% increase in, in single-thread performance from their previous uh, A72-based I think N1 or pre-N1 yes. um, products. Um, and they also have what SVE, I think it is a new kind of, you know, it's it's like neon on steroids. Uh, mm -hmm. It does all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, SIMD, MIMD, Vector, uh, ABX type stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of butchering and all of this. For the funny thing is that it's, it's fully compatible with all of the, the newer stuff coming out and... In almost every case, you don't have to worry about a lot of the vulnerabilities that we've been seeing on the AMD and in Intel side. They, they just don't do multi-threading that way. And of course, then you've got the N2, which is coming out. And in the N2 is going... 2022. Yeah, yeah, 128 cores per socket. Now, one of the funny things about the, the V1 that you're talking about, or Zeus, as they decided to call it as well, you you actually get to pick and choose what you want. So do you want seven nanometer silicon or five millimeter Santa, uh, five nanometer silicon? There, there are cost differences, performance or well, not so much performance, but heat differences between the two of them. You can pick what peak frequency you want because these things, uh, as most arms are, are they're configurable. What is it you want? We can do it, which is, you know, wild and wacky. And remember, what, not even two years ago we were we were wondering if ARM could move into the server room and make a name for themselves? Well, yeah. they, they already are. I mean, yeah. uh, what, Graviton from AWS? Yep. It's in production. People are buying it. People are using it. It's there. So, so this is, like, consider that this is all done before... NVIDIA is going to give them potentially a huge boost in the server space. This is so the question, right? It is interesting well, to it's, think it's about. It's kind of funny because wasn't it last year that they were at the beginning of this year that the big thing was now CUDA can run on ARM? Hmm. Beginning of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think it was like January. Yeah. You announced that. Coincidence? Yeah. Mm, maybe. And, and then the all... other amusing thing to go back to the, the Ultra. Uh, because it, it, I, I don't know if I mentioned it, it's Oracle uh, that is putting together these because they're not busy buying up everything else. Oh, the, the TikTok company? Well, they're yeah, trying well, to buy things up. but yeah, Time's running out on that, though. <laughs> so what they're doing, this is one of their bases for something they're going to be launching very soon uh, to compete against Amazon Web Service. They like they're just going to appear out of nowhere and and take over AWS or well at least that's what some of them are thinking and well it's Oracle they've done stranger things in the past and so they're, they're smart enough that they're gonna you want Ice Lake Xeons no problem we can do that uh, you want to book a Milan based Epic server we can do that you can't have it yet but they're already uh, taking pre-orders for them. And so you're allowed to, to bounce around with everything. Uh, one of them uh, was interesting. It's a 64-core uh, current Rome Epic with 2 terabytes of RAM, 24 terabytes of NVMe storage, 
and about a hundred eight ten uh, uh, tensor cores with forty gigs of RAM each, or, or any one hundred tensor core chip. So stupid amounts of power. On the flip side, if you're running a small place and you're doing, you're just doing a basic uh, point of sale sort of thing, you will be able to go as low as a single core. You'll actually be able to rent on their new cloud a single core with a, with a, it, it's bizarre, but I, I kind of want to see AWS go away or at least not be the only choice other than Azure because personal reasons, I guess. You know, single core sounds terrible, but then I think about every, like you point of sale you brought up, but most, Grocery stores, that sort of thing. That their infrastructure is very out of date. Oh God! And even even a single core instance would be better than what they have, which is probably some sub unpatched Windows XP. Hey, yeah, unpatched are... Windows XP embedded on like a sub 500 megahertz single core CPU. Remember there when Adam a lot of microservices that could very well be served by a single core with yeah. just a little bit of RAM and a lot of uh, static infrastructure or static data that is occasionally accessed for not a lot of money. Yeah. Even AWS supplies that now. But if you've ever used AWS's now, interface, they didn't for the longest time. Well, and true. they don't like you for doing it. <laughs> no, because it's too cheap. But if you've ever used AWS's interface and been lost in it, you kind of understand that there's a place for somebody else to come on, you know, <laughs> on the industry and provide an easier to use solution that's just as scalable. So yeah, I, I can envision they, they, this might work for them. All right, let us let us move on quickly. AMD rumors abound. Oh my gosh! Fish, yes. Something fishy is going on. Yeah, hardware. Put it. I I've I don't think I've ever seen more ridiculous names. Let's see. And what are the the names? We have Sienna Cichlid, which is you know a fish of some sort. Navy Flounder. I guess that's a, a play on the you know, whole fish thing. <laughs> Tim Gray cave fish. I'm holding out for Tim Gray cave. Insiders will know that uh, someone with this name recently popped up on our uh, public Discord server, yep. who was formerly known as Brother Michigan, but today he is Tim Gray cave fish. But RX sixty nine hundred is codenamed Sienna Cichlid, according to the rumors. That's Navi twenty one silicon eighty compute units, as has been widely reported for big Navi. Which equals 5,120 streaming processors. And then Navy Flounder is presumably the name of Navi 22, which only has 40 compute units, so 2560 on the streaming processor count. That's the same as the 5700 XT. And then the dim gray cavefish, they don't have any real numbers for, or even any speculation about, apparently, at least not at this outlet. What do you think about the return of a 40 CU product? I mean, obviously, the next generation architecture will have major improvements with efficiency, power, you know, performance. But yeah, do you think that's like I don't know, just a guess? Is it is it ten percent, twenty percent? So RDNA two forty CUs is going to be at at same CU count ten percent better than fifty seven hundred XT. It'll be more 20, than ten. But maybe it'll 20%. have ray tracing. It's going to have. Okay. It's going to have yep, hard good point. Ray tracing. Yeah, yep, it's going to have ray tracing of some sort. Yeah, ver their yeah. version one of ray tracing. Yeah. So I've heard that their version is a little bit better than NVIDIA version one. Granted. But we don't know how it compares to version two. Yep. Because they've got at least, you know, a little bit of uh, hindsight 2020 when probably hearing initially and, and seeing, you know, some of the software examples coming out to uh, the partners. It's like, you know, here's how you enable RTX and what it does and they're like eh, maybe we need to redo some of this stuff but you know that's just you know that's just competition but uh yeah it's well, going to open like I they mean, did FreeSync as well right they're going more for the dx ray tracing oh yeah compatible yeah. hardware yeah. as opposed yeah. to a proprietary a proprietary, NVIDIA proprietary yeah. yeah i can see their performance out of the gate being impressive as well if, if it's accompanied by you know they have obviously the big resolution scaling push with radion image sharpening they could try to promote ray tracing along with RIS and say, hey, here's an equivalent product to DLSS that doesn't require any AI overhead and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So that might be their marketing spin on that. Oh, yeah. and I hope they're listening, but if, you know, history proves they aren't. 
Uh, NVIDIA has really been pushing system latency. Uh, the idea that th there is a difference between you making a mouse movement and it appearing on your screen. And so with the new Amperes, they've been pushing this for the most part on a per game basis. But the idea being that one day you'll be able to, with a G-Sync monitor, plug your mouse directly into your monitor yeah. and have it measure the latency. And yeah. therefore, you're going to get, you know, not for us, but for the young people that still have the split second or split millisecond reflexes. Now, AMD, on the other hand, has FreeSync going for them strong, or FreeSync 2 now, if you're shopping for something a little more modern. And th there is possibly an idea here that they ignore the game. It's simply the, the graphics card talking directly to the monitor and monitoring the the, uh, the synchronization that way, not just necessarily saying that uh, you're going to be removing the latency, but even to the point of, I'm running at this many frames, at this frame rate monitor that's FreeSync 2, you're talking the same language I am, fix it now. And so I'm hoping that they're hiding something like this in the back and just not saying anything about it, because it's not impossible. But I don't know. I don't know if they can actually pull it off. Oh, they've paid attention to some of their latency issues in the past. There's always hope. What about Radeon Anti-Lag? Whatever yes, happened that. there? Yes, exactly. What happened to it? The one thing I wanted to mention was the, the whole memory bandwidth thing. Because the you specs, if you go to video cards... 192? Yeah, 256 is top, apparently. Yeah, one, and then 192, 192 is... I also don't fully understand why 40 and 80, unless they're leaving room in the middle for a 64 CU product, depending on what their strategy is versus NVIDIA and what NVIDIA is waiting for with regard to AMD. Because, of course, they're they're playing games with each other. Yeah, it seems like a big gap. Yeah. And I, I can I, imagine the 80 CU unit easily being you know, 60 plus percent over the top of 5700 XT, which, in my mind, places it pretty strongly near 3080 territory here's what Not i bad. don't get like already the current uh rdna stuff is a little bandwidth starved as far as memory goes mm -hmm. if you can overclock the memory you get better performance yeah. we obviously saw that with the 5600 xt launch either early this year or last year when they re they relaunched it with faster memory you got much better performance well well above what a fiasco but yeah it was yeah but i mean you could overclock the core on that thing and you got very little but it was two percent if you overclock right. the memory you got huge gains so yeah. 256 on GDDR6 doesn't sound that great to me. Because they're not on 6X and this is not an HBM product. So I'm, I'm interested to see what how this plays out. So what is next on the list? Oh, okay. Another acquisition. Microsoft is acquiring Bethesda Softworks and parent company ZeniMax. It, it will make Media. Cortana better. In all seriousness. Now you'll I think get this, dialogue keys. I honestly think this might improve some of the Bethesda software. You know, call me crazy. Well, here's here's the deal. Um, Microsoft needs to port Skyrim to Zune. <laughs> Wait, sure. the return of Zune is a handheld gaming device. <laughs> it's you about the only thing that Skyrim's phone. not ported to. So you, you can't play Skyrim on Mr. Coffee yet. Is the problem not yet? You know, Zune made brown sex. Okay, and that sounds weird, even as I say it, but. The Zune was a nice-looking piece of hardware, and it was very brown. It was brown, brown at first. Did you ever see the picture of it floating in a toilet? It seemed at home. <laughs> That's I will not be adding that visual. Damn you! Seven point five billion dollars for this. Yes, yeah, seriously, and it was only worth like four and a half when they yeah. got bought out last time. Which yeah, was but, less when have, but when you have so many billions, what are you going to do with it? Taxes. Yeah. Spend it. This is just Microsoft. Microsoft probably had somebody inside the company who was upset that the liner notes weren't included with the uh, Quake LP re-release the other now, day. If you listen to their discussion when they talked uh, about the acquisition, they said that, you know, it's all about the people. You know, we've been working together for so long and we worked together really well. And, you know, we were so synonymous with some of our launches and you guys helped us and we had a great party on your behalf. And, hey, thanks for doubling up your memory and your xbox and we think you guys are great you know what you guys are great too let's let's get together that's kind of how it was or microsoft now owns you know all the id properties they have fallout yes 
gives them Wolfenstein and Doom, of course, and the Elder Could've Scrolls. Could have been Disney. Yeah, that's true. At some point, Disney just has to stop, right? Because then they will just no. be, they'll own all media. I thought there were supposed to be laws to protect one company from taking over the world. but Except for the mouse. Yeah. There's literal exceptions written in. Well, it's because they spend so much on lobbying every year and change laws. But Oh, wait, something about Fallout 4, sort of tangentially related story here. Jeremy. Yeah, well... Well, it's a mod, not a DLC. Oh, oh it is. Oh, it's mod. It's a DLC-sized oh. mod that uh, oh, okay. they've been plugging away at for, jeez, oh. two or three years. Um, but from the looks of it, it is just about done. And, I mean, come on. Fallout on the beaches of Miami. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? The usual stuff in Fallout? Yeah. That, that's what goes wrong. Yeah. But, I mean, you get a four-barreled shotgun. Which is already available. Uh, you can already install that as a mod on just any other Fallout 4 that's going on. But it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, I've been bashing around with some of the, the other mods. And some of them, you know, the, they may still be a little crippled. But literally, they're still working on it and devoting a huge amount of time to try and fix any and everything that goes wrong with them. So it's kind of interesting to see what is going to happen uh, with this one, which we don't have an exact release date. Uh, you can grab the original one from a couple of uh, years back, which doesn't look anything as good as this, but gives you an idea what they're going to be doing. Because, of course, it's not just a pretty new area. They've got a bunch of new factions to deal with. Um, I'm, I'm sure you get to build something beautiful in the swamp and then sell it to somebody, uh, maybe a bridge. You know, it's, they've got walking alligators which is going to be a bad although i want to see one fight a death claw at some point <laughs> hey microsoft's not going to put the uh, kibosh on any of the uh, mods and uh, dlc's uh, community builds do you think oh uwp totally supports modding okay they uh -huh. love they love the community brett don't worry i am worried because i haven't really you i haven't really started my fallout 4 uh campaign yet so you're fine. Just offline single player, you know, then yep. the experience is the same every time. I think you're making fun of me now. Uh, yeah, New California. No, I mean, one uh, there are lots of people who are having issues. And Lord, we can only hope that there won't be that asshole showing up every once in a while saying that there is a settlement in danger. <laughs> I don't get the reference, but. You didn't play Fallout 4, though. I did not. Uh, no, me neither. We are actually through New Vegas. all of the, the, the topics. And I could have added more. I could have added more. for 43 minutes. You, I could have added more, but you told me to, to stop the killing. I, well. Please don't kill anyone else, you said. Hey. Okay. Hey, what's that? Ooh. Looks like Josh's pick of the week. Hey, Josh also has a strong pair of, of arms. Because um, you really can't get a hold of this very easily. How are you holding it? I got really lucky. Really lucky. It's the EVGA RTX 3080 uh, XC3 Gamer, I think. It's the 3A3 model. Um, it is the uh, $749 one. And uh, the only difference between it and the $699, this one's got a backplate. And the six ninety nine one does. <laughs> okay, so what I have pulled up is the wrong one then, because it does not. It's six ninety nine. So that means back. Yeah, no that's back the plate. no backplate yeah. one. I uh, yeah, and a... I think they're gonna probably sell very very few of those, just enough to you know get Wait, that six ninety nine. Uh, hey, we've got a six ninety nine offering. Josh, really I have it. a notification on the in on that one. Tell me when it's in stock. Uh -huh. Tell me I'm I'm a fool, okay. aren't I? You maybe, but I think that everybody <laughs> else is going to have models that are going to be above that six ninety nine price pretty consistently. But is that like a, a gamer backplate or is it a gamer gate? <laughs> did it, did you it know, come? Who's asking? Moving right along. Did it, did it come with a bracket? Did it does come it, with this it, attractive bracket? Does the, the it does? It does do have you a any bracket good there. Does the backplate do you any good? 
What is it doing uh, for it's, you it's, there? It's, it doesn't actually touch any of the components, except maybe in the back. There's right. no, no, no. It doesn't does touch. Does it any enhance components. the struct, the rigidity of the PCB? Yes, it does. See, that's right. what you want. This is not not light. You're saying that's I will not get my money's man. worth at six ninety nine without a backplate. Get do the you back. Remember back in the uh, what the Radeon uh, hey, fifty eight seventy? It had the the red stenciling around the back. Well, it's it, they've kind of gotten this and so what is it like the 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 dodge charger oh yeah they've got they've got the big rear lights kind of looking like that so uh, people don't yeah people we'll, don't be, like uh, we'll be plugging this into the test their Nvidia card. hey ebga said they were going to send out different different uh, color coverage oh, for the stripes okay. and stuff so, so you, you can, can personalize it yep josh is going to match his rgb aesthetics so I know he's all about the RGB, yeah. probably. But no, that was that was the last thing to to show off. I mean, it was uh, it was a hard uh, fought uh, thing to try to get that, and I actually purchased it myself. So I think uh, I think ninety nine percent of the people are really jealous. Yes. <laughs> How many people did you have to kill to get that card? Yeah, really. Yeah. Aren't you going to be really pissed when Big Navi comes out and it's better and half the price? That would be nice. I would. I would be happy. I would be ecstatic. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jeremy, he could sell it for a profit used. Yeah, damn it! You're right. Have, Have you seen the price of double your money right now, Josh? Yeah. Even the yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the price of 1080 Ti's? <laughs> yeah, they're what twelve hundred bucks. Well, six six hundred. Yeah. Even more yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Josh, you had a, a more practical pick though. As I shift yes, over. Yes. Uh, it's on sale right now for sixty nine dollars. It's a it's a Cooler Master all in one two hundred forty millimeter twin fan monstrosity. I, I think I have the predecessor to this one, and uh, it it's another ten dollar off coupon that you can apply to it. And for fifty nine dollars, you have pretty good overall all in one cooling that is cheaper than some of the higher end air cooled units so this is a nice uh you know it's a nice quality product that fits all kinds of stuff and and um you know if you want slightly lower temperatures and, and a little bit less noise these are these are nice units for for the price it's been a while i tested an ml 240 a long time ago and it was very quiet the fans are very quiet yeah. i don't remember if the pump was audible or not but this is the sort of revised version the l so it's yeah. the newer the newer version but cheap, dirt cheap, crazy. Jeremy, you have a pick. I think I don't have a link. It's because I'm I'm desperately going because okay. my other two link my other two are better. Okay, well, like, something... I was gonna pick the uh, power supply that I had to buy because as I got home from the pub on uh, Monday and was you know un- unloading, you I looked over because I you? heard this bang. And saw this wee little fireball sort of arcing across my doorway. And I went and I looked, and sure enough, the uh, old i7-920 was powered off. And I just immediately unplugged everything and took a look at it. And I don't even know if you can see it. Okay, it hasn't actually become a kitty toy. I was worried that now there was a, a power supply running around somewhere in my house. Uh, see that black spot there? I shouldn't be there. Uh, that's, that's a bad thing. Uh, that's no capacitor that got really, really mad and uh, blowed up. Is that a vintage PSU, Jeremy? Uh, well, I mean, it powered the Q6600 as well. Um, oh, wow. It, it, it was a Cooler Master 550, uh, the PCAR E3. So it's been kicking for well over a decade. <laughs> so I got no complaints about that at all. What did you get to I'm, replace it? Uh, another supernova. Ah, the old EVJ there, back there. Now they they make pretty good ones. This that one's been solid. Um, I'm I'm getting a kilowatt one because you know I might be upgrading soon and might want a little bit of extra juice. Yes, especially if you're getting a thirty series because you know those those micro power bursts that people are starting to measure and talk about. It's I know it's going to be interesting. Lab. Talked about that. Like it'll go up to like 450 watts. The new 3090 will just momentarily. 3090. Yeah. 
Well, and it's also going to be interesting to see how it does with my first gen uh, Threadripper 1900X too, because uh, <coughs> there are some also issues where the, the GPU gets bored of waiting for the CPU, and the game crashes. Yeah, that CPU is not enough for the 3090. I'm sorry. I, well, this is why I'm waiting until October to make any decisions because uh, there are certain things happening. And by Jove, by then, Jensen might even have some stock back. Hmm. I'm not holding my breath, but wow. it's it's possible. Anything's possible. What is it? What is this about the interference issue? So I want this TV. I want someone to find out what this bloody TV was. You this may have heard about this on, here? yes, a, a variety of news channels. This is, in Wales, there is a village that every morning at 7 a.m. lost internet. Boom, gone. British Telecom spent oh, about a month trying to figure out why in the hell, at every morning, around about 7 a.m., boom, the DSL service died in the village. They replaced cables. They did tests. They hired new people to come in. They kept looking. They kept looking. Eventually started driving around in a van with a really, really fancy spectrum analyzer to try and figure out what's going on. And they found this one household with an ancient CRTV, which somehow was sending out a high-level impulse noise Enough to frickin' knock out the entry, and it was positioned at such that this is the main line coming into the village for the internet, that it interfered with the whole <laughs> input. Boom. Was it, was, it a, was it a wooden case, you know, furniture-style It has to be. It's got to be. It has to be. With and anyway, else, I, I bet you didn't have a TV license either. Uh, but I want to know... What model this is, and I want to know if we can find it. <laughs> you bastard! Not just for testing oh. purposes, nothing oh, nefarious. Sure, here. exactly. Uh -huh. But it's just—it's amazing, and it took them like over a year, because I mean, God knows, I, I had a, a specific office in Bellevue that would lose connection uh, to the Wi-Fi randomly, and it was set on two sides uh, with elevators in the middle. And after me and a network guy were down there specifically to, to do some upgrades and to try and figure out what the hell was going on, we realized that if an elevator was going down and coming up, it was enough to block the connection Wi-Fi from the source, which we weren't allowed to run away wires over to the actual office. And that was why it kept dropping off randomly, was because you had an intersection of the up of an up two elevators blocking the signal. And that was a pain in the ass to discover, so I can only imagine the frustration these guys felt before they found this out. Uh, apparently, the man has promised to buy a new TV. Uh, I figure that the village should pretty much go in and buy him a new TV, because otherwise, I'll just turn it on again. Hey, you know what? Everybody who spends 20 years in IT support has one of those freaking, one. freakish, freaky <laughs> stories. So many. So yeah, if we have any Welsh fans, <coughs> please, and I'm sure that you know the name of the village and can pronounce it because it's probably got a single vowel in it and the rest are yeah. consonants. That's so I'm not even going to try. My boss just recently told a story kind of like that. He worked at a bank and this lady's uh, check reader just would stop working for no particular reason. And so he's in there and he's, you know, messing around, he's unplugging, he's, you know, updating things, he's doing that. And he's like, God, would you just turn off that fan? And he turns off the fan and the thing just started reading checks. It's <laughs> <laughs> like and the girl, the lady was going through menopause. So she was, you know, she had the fan on like all the time. So yeah, he turned the fan off. Check reader just automatically started working. Magic. It's all magic. You know, an OnLogic server would have prevented that EM. It would have. <clears throat> Buy OnLogic. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. operate on Logic. We have one more pick, since I don't have one again. Uh, Brett. MicroCenter, so, this is a good deal. Yeah, it's a really good deal. And last week, if you reviewed the video... You know, even though I'm wearing headphones, sometimes I can't hear properly because there's just words in my ears and I'm just not listening. 
uh, Jeremy was trying to explain that it was in Canadian dollars, and I was fixated on the wrong dollar figure. I so, I tried to set you straight, but you just you were so no, adamant. No, no, I was just I I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. That's as much as I'm willing to admit. But I'm willing to redeem myself and uh, recommend that uh, somebody go out and buy a 9900K again. Homage to Jeremy. Thank you very much. But this time, locals only. Yes. Locals only. Wander into your local micro center and do pick it up for three fifty nine plus your local tax out the door, which is converted to four seventy nine Canadian, which is I think actually even cheaper than Jeremy's last week. Yeah, I think I think we need to recommend the nine hundred K every week. Someone until it goes away. It's Ooh. in stock How at my local store. Thing now. Yeah. Hey, three fifty nine is is pretty freaking good. But it's what it, it was ninety or sorry ninety, uh twenty eighteen. Yeah. When this came out, like it's over two years yeah, old. I think so. And I'm still looking at it, and especially with you know a lot of the benchmarks coming out with the uh, the new video card that nobody really wants to talk about. It's it's a compelling buy. Yeah, I gotta agree. Jeremy, you wouldn't have to feel bad because you'd be getting the latest architecture from Intel by buying it, even though it is two years old. What do well, you mean by I mean, latest that's... architecture? Explain that, please. Well, it's Skylake. So, uh, I, mean, I don't understand. It's two years old. 359 for eight cores, 16 threads. I mean, obviously, AMD fans are laughing at you for even considering yes. this. Yes, you get but, a 3700X or something. But, but. You know, Intel but, single core is still a little bit better. Single core. This one probably overclocks. A lot of these 9900 you can get it up to 5 gigahertz. Yeah, 5 gigahertz. Five, maybe maybe 5.1 on, 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 a, on, a on a golden chip, maybe 5.1-ish. It's all those yeah. pluses next to the uh, process node. I, I also have to circle back around and say, are we really wearing our Intel shill on the outside if we don't constantly recommend an Intel chip in this AMD age? I'm sorry. I don't think they we can be uh, the proper AMD or the proper Intel shill unless unless we're recommending an Intel chip. I'm almost Look, oh yes, children. I, it is the age of AMD. I said the, it. The Celeron 300 is hard to beat for for value. For you know, overclocking Two cores are better than one. That's it. I have no picks. I have nothing else. Do you guys have anything else? I'm gonna. Create a pick for you, whether you like it or not. I, yeah, you have been. Yep. If you read the picks in the show notes, I'm sure everybody goes to pcpro.com slash podcast, reads Brett's posts on the podcast. Oh, yeah. To read, because he adds things. He adds little extras that aren't in the YouTube comment or YouTube description. I, and he adds picks for me that are unauthorized. He claims they're my picks. I have nothing to do with them. I can't stop myself. I don't even know who's doing it. Can't be worse than some of the stuff I've picked for Ryan or Josh. It's uh, it's like another personality, mm. or the stuff pick Alan used to pick for himself. Nubbins, rubber nubbins really <laughs> did lower the. You know bar. what? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna start putting on Alan Malventano picks just to see if he notices. Just old ones. <laughs> Recycle old ones. That's oh all you need gosh. to do for mine. Just go that back was... ten years and use <laughs> one of Alan's. So yeah, until next week. Thank you for listening and or watching. <laughs>